On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Well, hello, hello, Second Shooters. Good to see you. I'm Jenny Anchando. Good to connect with you if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, or maybe you're watching the video on YouTube or on Facebook. Let me just tell you, seeing me like this is not uh, how we originally intended this. In fact, we did a dynamite episode for you in studio, a socially distanced version, and wouldn't you know it, I guess that was just not what you were supposed to hear because, you know, as things happen, there was a technical issue and it didn't get recorded. It's no one's fault. We Look, we have all been there, haven't we? We've all been there. So um, so we don't have that first segment, but I am happy to say that <laughs> by some miracle, the second segment of Second Shot was captured. So let me just lay the scene here for you. Um, Ron Corning is filling in with me and interviewing this guest with me, and we are teasing ahead to a very exciting project that we have coming up together here in Dallas and something that uh, everybody across the country is going to be able to uh, connect to as well. So I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to give away the goods. But if you know uh, Ron Corning or if if you've been in Dallas media for any amount of time or even national media, you are familiar with him and familiar with his name. And so I'm very excited about the collaboration. Part of this collaboration involves this podcast that so many of you have really um, supported in such a special way. And that is not lost on me. That is not lost on Heath. So we look forward to getting the band all back together very, very soon to do our second shot thing. In the meantime, here's the second segment with a guest who I have known for, gosh, most of my life and who has some really valuable information for you. And then at the end, you'll get the news that we were referencing. All right, here it is. Thanks, you guys. Welcome back in. Second segment of Second Shot. And as promised, we're just trying to give everybody a second shot at their business. We know that if you are a business owner or maybe even thinking about starting a business and kind of up-leveling your game, doing a side hustle, We are here for that. So the founder of Operation Reputation is Rick McNeely. He has OperationReputation.com and GetFoodReviews.com. This is a marketing and technology company that helps companies manage their online reviews. He has got it all figured out online. Welcome in Rick McNeely. Hi, Jenny. Thank you for having me. 
Hello, hello. Okay, and Ron is here too. So we're going to both just kind of go back and forth and chat with you and just try to try to get some answers. So w- what does this even mean, social proof? You talk a lot about social proof. What does that mean for people who are used to maybe doing a, a business that isn't online? Well, you know, if you look back to this um, first segment, we're talking about judgment, right? And what social proof is judgment. And it's the community at large that is uh, weighing in on your, your company. E- using uh, online reviews. So, you know, you can go onto Google. If we were going out for lunch and we were going to pick out a, a local restaurant, maybe a barbecue place, and we went on there and we looked at the reviews that they had on uh, on Google and we saw how the how the community at large, you know, views that company. So that's social proof. And it's really, really important, you know, especially in this post, um, you know, phased release yeah. of business uh, after the, uh, the virus is uh, there's going to be people talking about, you know, just what we talked about in the first segment is um, how how companies are dealing. If you're a restaurant with the um, with the uh, social distancing and the cleanliness, so there's going to be a big conversation held online. And you know, most businesses, you're going to want to be involved in that, or else somebody's going to control the dialogue for you, and that's not good. Have you seen Rick during this pandemic some restaurants that made that pivot? I know that word's so overused at this point, pivot. But they made that pivot. They hadn't been in the delivery business or the takeout business, and they did it for the sake of survival. Have you seen in the reviews that customers are giving businesses a little more latitude of forgiveness for a misstep because we're all sort of finding our way? Well, yeah. I have, you know, um, first of all, people are very grateful about it. And, and most people are really gracious. You've always got that, that small, you know, 10% that is gonna, you know, try to poke holes in anything, no matter how good it is. So I think the moral of the story is, is the smart companies, the, um, my clients, they, they are involved in the conversation, but there's a lot of companies that just let that go. You know, they don't get involved in their online reviews. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's that small 10% that are out poking holes in their operation and you know you got to get on top of it and and get out there and you know if you don't employ somebody like my agency do it yourself get in the conversation you know and you don't want to argue with anybody online but you you want to defend your brand and also uh take what they say to heart because yeah with a lot of the uh the reviews there's you know there's always a grain of truth in there that you can use to make your company stronger well, and sometimes don't you have it happen where you look at the reviews and you see you see some stuff and nobody's responding and it makes you think that the business doesn't care. It's interesting you say that. I have found myself when traveling and looking at reviews that you're always going to have a certain number of bad reviews because the restaurant's maybe having a bad night yep. or they've got a grumpy customer. Like I have a friend who it doesn't matter how good it is, he finds something <laughs> to find fault that with. That one. That one. I am more inclined if a business, let's let's say all things being equal, A and B, business A, business B, if the owner or manager of that restaurant in a polite way is responding to a customer's complaint and saying, this doesn't sound like how we would have handled the situation, I'd love to hear more, I will get to the source of it, please come back, totally. or they're offering, I'm much more inclined to say, oh, I'm going to give that business a try because they care if something goes wrong. Totally. And so, Rick, is that what your business does? Do you guys manage it for people or do you are you encouraging the owners to kind of go in on their self uh, on their selves? <laughs> now I'm filling in for Heath. <laughs> this is my He's got to butcher the English language and it's going to be me today. I'll um, take a stab at it next. <laughs> so they're going in there and checking the reviews. Is that sort of the the best advice or is there something more that the businesses can do? 
Yeah, we, we do it either way. We, we have a concierge type service to where we do everything. You know, we put together your strategy. We learned your brand voice so we can speak like you'd want your company to speak to the online audience. But we also provide just our technology to where if you want to do it yourself, you can use our technology to ask for more reviews, to manage them on our dashboard, and then also use them to market. So we, we can, um, you know, accommodate however you want to engage us as an agency. But, um, you know, it's funny when you talk about about how people, um, you know, respond to reviews or don't respond to online reviews. I think the one thing that, you know, aside from just not being part of the conversation and not not getting on the review is that companies that only respond to good reviews and then they let the bad reviews sit. I mean, that's um, even worse because then they're, they're telling, you know, somebody who has a legitimate complaint or some sort of complaint that, no, I'm not going to talk to you. So, you know, we really formalize how they how they respond and do a little coaching if they want to do it themselves. How impossible is it? Because there was a there was a time when a Yelp review was nearly impossible to get removed, even if you had evidence that somebody had an axe to grind and it was a false review. How does a business owner manage that when so much weight is put on a Google or a Yelp review and those reviews are really difficult to get scrubbed? Oh, good question. That's really that really is a good question. And I think then you have to bear in mind a couple of things. One, you can't flag the review. Um, Yelp is kind of hit and miss on it, but I've got, you know, over the years, we've been able to get some reviews off and it's how you approach it. You, you study Yelp's um, terms and conditions and you look sort of like a legal strategy at how you can, um, you can um, say that that review doesn't, doesn't meet their terms and conditions and ask to have it removed by flagging it. So that works sometimes. Then the other thing that businesses have to do is they have to remember that the audiences they're speaking to. So not only by responding to that review are you talking to who wrote the review, you're also talking to the general public and your employees, you know, and how you respond to it. So there's a lot of ways to go to diffuse the review and really, you know, make it appear to the general public, you know, that you're proactive as a business, that maybe it's not true. You can challenge them a little bit, depending, you know, how bad it is, but to really, you know, go head on with it if you can't get it off offline and then most importantly don't engage in the argument you know on an online have platform. you ever checked yeah. out glass door have you ever checked out oh, glass door yes. there can be some scathing reviews oh on there gosh. about bosses and workplace culture and and it's like how is this legal multiple people mm -hmm. are reporting the same thing like mm -hmm. what can companies get into their glass door well okay first of well, all used don't to be, be that... jerks at work and you won't get bad glass door reviews. remember in our business so tvspy.com early oh, on had yes. a had a chat area where you could post topics and then people could sound off they eventually disabled that but it was a similar thing if you were going to a local tv station and you wanted to know or you were interviewing for a job and you posted something there you would get the dirt and and themes do emerge and you have to decide for yourself could that many people have the same experience and be in cahoots, or is that really a reflection of the organization? And then, and then, if you're me in the TV business, you say, "I'm just trying to get a job. I'm going there anyway." I'm going anyway. <laughs> Jenny's like, "I'm going to change it. Send me yeah. to Kennewick, Washington." I am the change agent. <laughs> I know right? you have no equipment to work with, and everybody's unhappy. But I'm going to show up and be a ray of sunshine. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I would. That's what I would think. Can 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 businesses, Rick? You know, um, get into their their glass door reviews. Well, now you're into a, I, I don't want to say, a, you know, a slippery slope, but the dark side of the business, right? And in the case of uh, 
well, I won't do anybody by name, but okay. if you are but. if you subscribe to their advertising program, if you buy a deluxe membership as a business, that gives you greater access to combating bad reviews or having some sort of influence over it. You know, do I have any proof of that? No, but in the past, at companies I've worked for in marketing, we have you know hmm. found that they are a little more gracious. If are you they, saying um, Glassdoor can be bought? Is that what you're saying? No. No, I didn't say that at all. Uh -uh. <laughs> I did. And you didn't oh, refute it. I, did, um, I, didn't I think that's what he said. Oh, Rick McNeely. Okay, now that we've done the interview, I can kind of tell everybody. I've known Rick McNeely for almost like my whole life. He is in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, my hometown. But that's the beauty of a podcast is we can get podcast guests from all over the world. So Rick, thank you. I, I thought this was his first podcast. Apparently he's done multiple before this, oh. but go ahead. He told me he was a podcast virgin. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. That's there what I go. thought. It comes I'm going to check out reviews on this guy and see if he tells yeah. everybody the same thing. He bought out iTunes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Rick, go ahead and give everybody um, your, your website where they can find you if they're a business and thinking, you know what? I want my reputation on point, but I don't have time to do it. I need to get on, on Rick's platform. Give them all the info for that. OperationReputation.com. Really easy. Just uh, get on there. You can learn more about us on the site. You know, fill out a form, give us a call. I, you know, don't charge for, for talking to you on the phone. And I love to talk about online marketing and, and, you know, your company and how we can help you be more successful. Or, Rick, if the steady stream of bad reviews are true, clean up your act. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. That. And exactly. be a better business owner. <laughs> oh, that. Rick, thank you. <laughs> Say hi to Ellen for me. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye -bye. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. He knows Ellen? He knows Alan, the Ellen. Is it the Ellen? No, but it's oh. the Ellen in my life. It's the Ellen. So, yes, it's your, it's, your it's only the Ellen, Ellen that, that the Anchondos know. So it is the Ellen. When you say Ellen with first word only, it's like share. You think it's degenerous. That's just me. I know. You guys, we're doing a real quick question of the week. Rapid fire. We've been doing some really deep questions of the week. And I just want to lighten the load a little bit. Think of something fun. We're What's gonna your go, favorite ice cream flavor? We're going to go back to Pollyanna from the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I'm going to ask, what's the best thing that's happened to you this week? And I will start out with, um, well, we're going to start about the, talk about this new job. And I found out that there is a woman at work who cooks lunches for you for $10. And that is the best thing to happen to me. Wow. Really, for the last... 10 years maybe <laughs> also because we're now working in a food desert yes we're totally in a food I desert I mean getting a sandwich off John Carpenter Freeway <laughs> at CW3 is like a challenge <laughs> on Amazing Race or Survivor. It's like $100 on Uber Eats to get one sandwich. <laughs> it is So brutal. I can see why that would be the best moment of the week for you. I almost share that with you. It's a tie. My, my favorite moment of the week is this one right here. Because you and I haven't had our moment yet to, to just Aww, do our thing. To celebrate. Okay, we'll let Zach and Matt get their favorite moments and then we'll tell you guys the big news we've been waiting for. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I more have... enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll go. I guess. I guess. Uh, no, I uh, I've talked about it a little bit on this show. I have a very um, a very cool freelance project that I've been working on, and this week I delivered the last of the first series that we're doing. Um, it represents dozens and dozens of hours of work, and I was so glad, not happy to put it behind me, but just happy to have crossed that threshold. And now the um, we're waiting to hear back on a few things, but hopefully it'll be released to you soon. There is a promo out, which I talked about a little bit 
two weeks ago. Um, so go find that. But um, yeah, I'm very, very happy to have been able to tie a little bow on that and uh, came out great. We're celebrating wins. Okay. Yes. I love that you are celebrating that. Zach, what's your win of the week? What is, what's the best thing that's happened over in that, that isolated but well-decorated world of yours? Thanks, Jenny. Uh, my win of the week actually goes out to my parents who celebrated their 36th anniversary yesterday. Oh, wow. I thought that was nice. really cool. Wow. And I didn't know about it. And I talked to my dad for a half hour. <laughs> I didn't say anything and then got on Facebook right after and was like, oh, it's your anniversary today. Wow. Uh, son of the year over here. But uh, happy anniversary, life. mom and dad. Yeah. That's amazing. They're winning at marriage, 36 years. Thank goodness years. for that Facebook. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, my mom passed away this mm -hmm. year. And when I was at her home and going through things, I loved to see her handwriting in a notebook mm. where she'd put down everybody's birthday and anniversary, like people we'd met when we traveled, cards that she'd sent to people. And now what do we do? We get on Facebook and like, whose birthday is it yeah, today? So happy I birthday. Miss. There was a time when. Yeah. What a special woman, though, that she did that. I, you know, I know some women like that, and they're always very unique because they know, um, like, that tender heart knows the other tender heart that will mean so much to them to get a card. It was always yeah. so important to her to acknowledge those moments yeah. for people. Yeah. Well, I think she would be very proud of what you're doing now with this new project and how we're kind of doing this little collab, you guys. We are. <laughs> I mean. This collaboration, which has evolved over time. So essentially, Jenny and I both were in traditional TV. Mm -hmm. You were at Fox and I was at uh, Channel 8. Uh, you're Fox 4, WFAA. And we'd met really only... Just a couple of times. A couple of times. But the very first time I met you, I hadn't been here very long. And your mother was the first one to approach me. And she said, you have to meet my daughter. And then she said, you both have to work together. It was so weird. This is guys. 2012. She said this <laughs> like, in 2012. Very creepy. Not creepy. My mom's not creepy. But I mean, it was like, mom, stop it. He's got a job. I've got a job. <laughs> Sit down. And years later, through a series of things which were serendipitous and not of our own making at all, mm -mm. we've now teamed up where we're taking our podcast, because I have a podcast called Morning After, and you have second shot, and we're mashing them up. It's quite a job. <laughs> we're mashing them up. It's a hot mash. It's a hot mash, you guys. So we're going to be on the CW weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The show is called Morning After. You'll see it in your listings. In fact, it's already up now. However, second shot is a thread and an integrated part of the show. So in that way, it's a mashup. Yeah. But we thought both of the titles, in their own interesting way, really represented this new era that we're starting post-pandemic as we yell at each other at grocery stores. We're hoping that ends. <laughs> but it's the morning after a seismic shift yeah. in how we approach life, live our lives, value relationships. I think there's been a shift. Absolutely. I hope, I hope, we, I hope we don't have short memories. And morning after represents that. So does Second Shot. Yeah, it, you, we couldn't have come up with the title. I mean, the titles of these shows have been in place now for, for more than a year individually. And and now it really it just is so cohesive for it all to come together. So we've been working behind the scenes together. You guys just it's like this little baby we're about to put out into the world. And it's going to be crazy. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be unscripted. It's going to be very unlike any traditional TV program you've seen. We hope. It's, and it could be, you don't know. I mean, and this is true. It could be like a train wreck. You just can't turn away uh, because we are launching it from scratch. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, we're meshing our vision with 
the vision of the station. We're working with people we haven't worked with before. We're building a set that we hope represents who each of us is and what each. Of, there's a lot to it. I've never been part of something so hands-on from the ground up. Ground up, and and starting mid-pandemic, there are still colleagues that we're meeting for the first time. It's true. Um, and people that we've never met, we've only met via Zoom. And I'm sure that some of you can relate to that too. People who started jobs, you know, everybody starts jobs different points of the year, started jobs, and have never met your coworkers. So we feel you. It's super weird, um, but it's going to be really fun. So if you're not in Dallas and you listen to the podcast and you'd like to see um, Morning After, it's going to be online. And I believe we'll be doing it from the Morning After Facebook page and then also CW33.com. We're still figuring that out. Oh, yeah. You'll you'll it's know everywhere. where we are. We'll make sure that yeah. you know where we are. And, and this is the only local show that will be on at 10 a.m. on television produced by the only locally owned television station in Dallas. Each of the stations is owned by a company that's headquartered somewhere else. CW33 is owned by Nexstar in Las Colinas, which now, by the way, is the largest owner of local television stations in the country. I sound like I'm their spokesperson, but I know these numbers off the top of my head. 197 television stations in 115 markets. It's literally as large as you're allowed to get. Yeah. It's as large and as impactful as you're allowed to get. And it's it's WGN in Chicago and KTLA in Los Angeles and really legendary storied stations. And so now CW33 is part of that family. So it's interesting to be a part of something in the CEO's backyard. So if we screw up, Jenny, he could I be mean, watching. I mean, just hi, no hi, Perry. pressure. Mr. Perry, Hello, so- Perry. We're planning to get him on the show, by the way. That's a that's a part of our grandmaster plan. He's just a remarkable businessman. So I think Oh, a remarkable story. Buys his first TV station in 1996, was, was an on-air, I think he was sports. I should know this. But he's on the cover of DCEO magazine this month, and his story is really remarkable. How you go from owning one station 24 years ago to being the owner of the largest media group in America? It is wild. He lives here. You better believe we're going to try to rope him in to get on this show. So, Ron, thank you for coming on. I'm excited Thanks for, for this project. Thanks for having me, Jenny. It's gonna, I am, too. It's going to be a blast. Let everybody know where We'd they can like find you. We'd like to say you. it's launching. We're going to try to launch it Monday. We're going to try to launch it Monday. We're, if not, we'll say early, uh, early June. <laughs> January, don't January. even. Uh, early June, just to cover our bases. But we're going to be in the studio rehearsing all weekend. Yes. Okay. Where can everybody find you online? Um, I'm, it's just my name at Ron Corning on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and wherever else my name shows up. There's another Ron Corning in San Diego who works for Sony. Do not follow him. That's not me. They do not follow him. You guys, I am at Jenny and Shondo. We are excited to start seeing you with Second Shot. Second Shot. We got to end the show. Second Shot as a part of Morning After. Usually one is enough of those. Go ahead and leave us a review. It better be five stars or we're getting Operation Reputation to come after you. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you. Oh, is it my turn? Have at it. <laughs> at Apple's Akintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'm still doing my movie podcast, Off Script Film Review. If you want to know when theaters are opening back up, when you can go see movies again, check us out on iTunes. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come join the conversation. Check out Morning After. It'll be a good time. Zach, where are you at? Matt, where are you at? Uh, I'm at Matt Stoker one on Instagram. That's the numeral one. You can also find me right here at Second Shot and also on the Second Shot Facebook group. So go join that. And again, like I said, True Crime Reporter, go look it up. It's going to be very exciting coming soon, hopefully. We love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support of the show and for following us through this journey. And we'll see you next time.